Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the podcast. Howell and Jamie here from the north of England. The wall in Game of Thrones terms. I, I don't know any other terms other than just the north of England. Manchester. Um, welcome to it. As usual, we ask you to please recommend the box set. Uh, we have no form of marketing other than you. You are in charge of our marketing. Just think about that. With great power comes great responsibility, or at least in this case, with great responsibility comes our ability to carry on doing this podcast. So please recommend it to people uh, if you can. Thank you. Welcome to season three, episode three. Big star of huge hit love it or hate it glee on the podcast today and if you hate it you probably haven't watched it because it's addictive and brilliant and don't, you have be, a, take, uh, don't be a snob you have to take the lead on this bad boy howl you've watched uh, glee i've watched three maybe four episodes you watched the whole of the first series you didn't i you? did not sir i did not but mm-hmm. i will try and pretend can you smell that can you smell that i can smell a i can smell a snob in the room. It's not snobby, Howell. <laughs> if you don't like something, it's just you don't like something. Oh, what have you done now? What? Uh, remember what happened when we had Torchwood's Kai Owen on oh. and then you slagged off John Barrowman? Uh, uh, I don't mind Glee. I'm going to pretend that I like it in front of Kevin. Uh, <laughs> see how I get on. <laughs> Maybe I will oust you. Oh, You've got to... I've had a bad time with Ray Mears. I don't need another. Look, it's not interview. exactly aimed at, 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 at you, at a balding 30 something no. year old. I like but... some bit. I, obviously, Jane Lynch is brilliant in it, and she's the best thing in it, isn't she? Which the gym, well, the gym teacher. Oh yeah, she's great. She's amazing. I mean, I, I I can't deny that she's brilliant in it. They're all brilliant. The, this is my thing about Glee: is no matter how that program is packaged, no matter how you can criticise it uh, on, you know, your auto tune and all the things that were chucked at it, it is a the the people who perform in that show. Is it, is it still going? Excuse me. The people who perform in that show are super talented, just like Jane Lynch and everybody else. That's my point about it. No one it. watches it anymore, though, do you? Yeah, they do, and it's the last series. No one watches but it. It's isn't the, it one weird, of the biggest though? TV shows in the let's world. Just, let's just reflect, though. Glee was massive. Like, the first two seasons, everyone was going and watching Glee. Glee's on E4 tonight. Glee's on this channel. Glee's on binge-watching Glee. Who talks about Glee anymore? You know what would be great? You know what? We've we've only ever given out the email address, studio at the box set pod, on this podcast. Wouldn't it be great if anyone who thinks that Jamie is wrong could email Jamie personally All right, let me ask to you jamie at theboxsetpod.com? That will go to his personal... That will go to his really? iPhone, right? Jamie at theboxsetpod.com. Right, let me ask you this, Howard. We'll go to his iPhone. Please, let please, if question. you're a fan of Glee, just uh, let's flood his emails. Do it, flood it. I'd love it. Howell, tell me this. Do you watch the current series of Glee? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> You're so lying right now. Ask me what's happening. All right, what's happening in the latest There uh, is series? somebody having a transgender operation. No, oh, that was like series four, wasn't it? There is somebody who is um, 
uh, who is claiming to have a boyfriend who who everyone thought doesn't have a boyfriend, Becky, and it turns out she does. Um, the whole cast are sort of getting back together for this last series, and it is going to be the last series ever. Um, okay, all right. You've, Blaine and... I've switched off, all right? All right I don't fine, need to fine. hear this. So, first, let's get onto your emails and then the news before we're joined by Kevin, one of the superstars of Glee. Um, Chris emails us, Howell has just finished The Wire. You now need to go back to its predecessor, The Shield, which is really, really good and introduced me to the fab actor, Walton Goggins. Walter, Walter Goggins. Yeah. He's put Walton. It's Walter, I think. Walter Goggins, Justified yeah. Sons of Anarchy and others. All right. I've seen him in Justified. He's brilliant in that, actually. Uh, look out but for I, uh, My I wife's getting annoyed Shield. with me watching too many box sets. Really? Yeah, because we, we, we're on. We're, we're watching The Affair as it's released on Sky yeah. Atlantic. Yeah. We're watching True Detective number two. Right. Just finished Kimmy Schmidt, and we're watching um, Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Same in my house, but mm. uh, but my wife enjoys it actually. We're Does watching, she? watching The Good Wife. Can I come round yours? Watch it. No. Watch stuff with you. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're way ahead of you. All right. Okay, we watched things. We've watched it. Uh, we watched Orange Is the New Black. What's your yeah. thoughts on that so far? Uh, well, we'll come to that actually. Do Let's that carry on with Chris. I'm watching True Detective as yeah. well. I'm watching The Good Wife. Yeah. Um, I've just finished Sense8. Uh, I'm watching lots of stuff on Netflix. I'm going to start with BoJack Horseman. That's on Netflix. I've wa- I watched that on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Give that yeah. a go. Um, yeah. What's great is when my wife points at something that says that she she doesn't want to watch it because then I know when she's out or whatever it. I can, can just do it. I, I, I can't I, get yeah. held back by it. I, I enjoyed that as well because uh, my wife started watching The Walking Dead and I watched that alone. I quite like blitzing. Now, I tell you what, I've also been watching Humans on Channel 4. Have you seen this? No. It's really good, actually. Two episodes in or three episodes in. It's like a few, it's not really set in the future. It's setting now, but there's like there's robots, but they're like really realistic robots. Sounds crap. Actually, so yeah. get in touch um, if you're in that situation. Situation. If you've got a partner, and how does it work, the politics of which box set you're going to watch next and what series, and what do you watch without them, and do you feel bad? Like, I shot ahead on Suits from Sarah, and then yeah. I got in a bit of trouble for that. Well, I watch House without Lauren because... Um, it- She's too hyper. She, she's a bit of a hypochondriac. Mm, she'd mm. listen to this, and so she's probably having uh, a go at me. What did you call her? Lounge hypochondriac. It's a hypochondriac. There's no T on the end. Hypochondriac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Howell's got me back for the fresco. <laughs> uh, uh. Any, any, anyway, the point is that if you watch... Because when I watch House, if you watch House... Who watches House anymore? It's you can't finished, help... Man. 28 every, series. Yeah, but every, every time you watch an episode, you're worried about a, a sniffle, an eyeball twinge. I've got a cyst on my eyeball. What the hell is your eye? I, I, I have no idea. I've got moment. a cyst on my eyeball and no one will syringe it. I mean, I just want a doctor to plunge in there, but the NHS isn't working at If the you've seen um, something about Mary, then you know what Jamie's eye looks it's like. A, it's a bloody nightmare. Chris also says, at the moment, I'm hugely excited for the return of Orange is the New Black and sit on the edge of my seat each week for Game of Thrones. Obviously, that okay. is finished. And Orange is the New Black. So, Jamie made his thoughts clear a bit last week on Orange is the New Black. Yeah, you I, said I you weren't that keen on the news. That's not, honestly, it's enjoyable viewing. It's yeah. not compelling viewing. Yeah. What about you, Howell? Well, uh, I watched the first episode and I was kind of, I don't know. And 
as you know, we've got the four-episode rule. Here's a question. Should the four-episode rule apply to oh, every series? Oh, no. As in, as in, when you get to season three, should you be giving it four episodes? You know what? Maybe you should. Because yeah, I'm glad know. I did. Because at first I thought, yeah, this is a bit slow. I don't care. And also... What you've lost, when she, if you remember when she first went into that prison, and no spoilers on this podcast, but just you you will know quickly it's about someone going to prison. When she first went in, it was very, very scary. Yeah. Um, It was a lot lot more about her as well. Yeah. It's not as much about her anymore. No, it's not. And I do miss that. I do. Um, I do. Plus, but, the, plus, uh, my point was that they've they've undone a lot of the the, the characters in terms of that because they're telling the backstories of the other characters. Yeah. There's not really anyone that's scary. The yeah. situations can be scary, but the characters aren't yeah, scary. Yeah. So you lose some of the stakes in that. But that yeah. said, I do like it. And no, Chapman's no, story I, coming back in now listen, as I'm watching. I like it, good. the world. I like being in that world. I think the characters are great. I love Red and I love Crazy Eyes. They're brilliant characters to be around. It just doesn't. You don't watch an episode and go, "I've got to watch another." No, you don't, I've got to see what happens next. I finished Kimmy Schmidt. What a TV what series! A show. What a show! John Hamm, John Hamm's isn't it? awesome. I mean, he's just brilliant. Isn't it? At first, I'm like, mm, can he do comedy? And no then, way. especially the, really good. the VHS moment. Yeah, yeah, just amazing. <laughs> it's a great show. John emails, hello lads, I love the podcast, and I'm a huge fan of Chuck. So I trust your judgment entirely. That's because I'm a huge fan of Chuck. How are you getting on with Chuck, Jamie? Um, I, I've not started it. John says, I'm fast approaching the end of Sons of Anarchy, which, by the way, is terrific testosterone tale of terrible troublemakers. Nice. Great use of the tease. But I, I, I've heard brilliant things about Sons of Anarchy. Uh, the bonds and betrayals of the band of biker brothers is riveting. Wow. He's doing a lot He's of it. very good at this. Um, why has no one mentioned it yet? Yeah, you're right, you're right. This is the thing. I actually did start Sons of Anarchy, and... And I, we stopped it because I didn't get into it immediately. I did give it four episodes, by the way. I stuck by the rule. But anyway, I went to see some friends, and they are massive Sons of Anarchy fans. And they said, you've got... After the first series, it gets brilliant. It mm. gets really good. So I do I do I remember want you to telling me about these friends. Yeah. Alternative lifestyles. Um, John, well, let me have a small go at John for asking why has no one mentioned it yet. Yeah. And also my sister's friend who listened in. And um, remember we had JB on talking about suits, one of the most right-wing rugby-playing people that we know. I don't know why we had him on. Well, she decided not to listen to the box set anymore because she thought it's not for her because it's all blokey and it'd been too long since we had a woman on. And I said, listen, we've said time and again, you are welcome to come on here. Email us. John, in answer to your question, why has no one mentioned it yet? The answer is... They have. You have just now. We we allow all. There's kinds about 700 TV series, and we always try and yeah. um, get uh, people of any gender we on love this. Love the ladies. <laughs> oh, it's that kind of comment <laughs> that doesn't help. Um, so please do come on if that person's still listening. Yeah, come down on. the line. Come on. Plus, we're lovely people to talk to. Yeah, she's plus she lives in America. It's just that we're very insular, introverted blokes who have wives. And therefore, we don't really spend that much time getting to know wi- women. And, and a lot of the men we have on, we've met in some form. That's yes, the problem. exactly. We don't have enough women in our lives. After listening to advice from friends, I'm torn, says John, between watching Vikings and Black Sails. Any advice would be appreciated. Well, as we know, Ray Mears' favourite TV show is Vikings. So, uh... <laughs> If you've not heard that interview, uh, hear the most awkward interview in the world by going back four podcasts. Yeah. Um, uh, Vikings, I've 
heard is good. I've not heard much about Black Sales, and um, I believe that's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. So I've just heard good things about Vikings. I haven't yeah. heard about Black Sales, but primarily like, Vikings. You know, there are hundreds of box sets. I'm on... hearing the Vikings is like Game of Thrones on water. So as you know, we can't watch them all. So if you've got advice for John, let us know. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. If you're a fan of Glee and you want to abuse Jamie, feel more than welcome to email jamie at theboxsetpod.com. Do it. We also got an email from, um, what's her name? Sneer. S-N-E-H-A. Hi there. I have a blog topic that I think you'll really enjoy. I've compiled a list of iconic TV living rooms with tips on how to get the look in your home. So she's essentially plugging her own skills here. That's a great idea, though. And um, would you be able to feature this on theboxsetpod.com? Absolutely. Maybe we will. Um, Maybe we will. I'll put it in the stuff page, which which very rarely has stuff put in it. Um, it. It includes basically she's looked at like how to get a look in your living room. She should so be paying for this. Uh, how to get a look in your living room of the last sixty years worth of box sets, including Mad Men, Big oh, Bang Theory, Friends, yeah. Seinfeld, The Brady Bunch. I want Don Draper's living room. It's a, yeah, it's, it's flat. Yeah, exactly. So take a look. Um, I will. What other great living rooms are there on TV living rooms? Well, a British one is Only Fools and Horses. Only Fools and Horses. You wouldn't really want it to look like that. Oh, yes. It would look great. That's a Mandela height flat. Yeah. If if it was an actual. if it was an actual... Dexter's stands out, of course. Dexter's is all... Oh, of course, I went to that apartment. Room. So, yeah, you yeah. know, if you've not heard that one, go back to the Dexter special. Uh, okay, uh, it's time Soprano's for the news. Tony's house. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to get on news. to speak to Kevin soon, so... You're bang on. Let's go through the news, then. If you go to theboxsetpod.com slash news, it's all up there. The latest is a few little tidbits for you. Also, I think we should sing hello to Kevin. Okay, consider it done. Okay. Kevin Spacey is working on a new show. He's producing and possibly starring in it. It's going to combine House of Cards with... Downton Abbey. Oh, what a mix. Imagine combining two of the biggest shows on TV in the modern era. Yeah, he's looking to adapt it. It's a non-fiction book by a lady, I forgot the name of it. It's called The Resident. It tells the story, basically, of the relationship between the White House staff and the various presidential families that live in the White House over, over a period of time. So several Sounds administrations. Good. It's a good idea, isn't it? So the so you follow the different White House staff who yeah. probably stay, stay the same. I was thinking about this the other day because of Mark Maron's podcast interviewing Barack Obama. It was yeah. like um, those staffers will be there regardless. Yeah, of Yeah, exactly. They'll stay there. Mm. You know, the same caterers will be there. Imagine the power they've got just to screw things up. Well, same in British. Around. Imagine the politics. secrets they have yeah. and they hold in their heads. Oh. It's amazing, and I think it's a really good idea. And it's it's based on a non-fiction book, so I'm wondering how. How much they will play on the sort of like uh, real life Bill Clinton's world, and yeah. and you know maybe they'll go into that, or maybe they'll go for a fictional version of it. I'm not sure. Also, there's a trailer on there for a new Netflix show. It's coming on at end of August. It looks really good. This I put a teaser on for it. It's only a quick tease. That's the way I like it. It's about Pablo Escobar. It's a new thriller. It's called Narcos. It's out at the end of August, as I said, and it follows like the cocaine industry. It looks at the DEA, how they tried to track down Pablo Escobar. I read a book on. Pablo Pablo Escobar once, and it was bloody brilliant. This Did guy you? was insane. You serious? Yeah, yeah. You read a book? Yeah, but yeah, wow. yeah. He had this rule, um, Pablo Escobar, 
It was a bullet or a bribe. Right. That was his rule. Ooh. So if he didn't take a bullet, he took a bribe. If he didn't take a bribe, he took a bullet. Yeah. That's how hardcore this man was. Hardcore. And it follows the cocaine industry as it grew from the 70s. It looks really good. Lastly, I want to mention to you, Community, the TV show. Stop banging the desk. I like banging when I talk. It makes me feel important and gives me authority. Uh, Community is a TV show. I mean, you've not watched it yet, have you? How It's on Netflix. Community, yes, I've watched f- uh, f- four episodes. Four episodes, but you were with me when you watched them. You've not followed up on that success. Not yet. So it's a great show, and the original premise of the show, they said this regularly on the show, because it's very meta, the show. Uh, we want six seasons and a movie. Right. That was the whole thing. Yeah. So they just finished their sixth season. They yeah. did it on Yahoo. They got axed, but they went to Yahoo, and they finished the final season so now the idea is will they get the movie so yeah. Joe McHale who's uh, one of the main guys Jeff Winger from Community has been talking to um, Esquire magazine and he thinks there's a very good chance that Dan Harmon's going to create a a film and he's looking forward to it it's a bit a lot of pressure you can read about it there but also Yahoo the company who made the sixth series they might want a seventh series instead so do you think a seventh season or do you go for the movie that's the big gotta go for the movie gotta go for the movie six series in a movie that's what if that's what the mantra is then yeah but look at Entourage they've just done their film on it and it tanked big time it got horrendous good job you never did that maybe that's why he cancelled all his interviews maybe it might be because it went the the reviews were awful and it didn't Mm. make any money barely Mm. any it cost quite a lot to make surprisingly you do check it out boxsetpod.com slash news by the way as i've always been a big fan of comedy and the science of comedy working out the comedy stuff and i just want to give a mention to a film that needs absolutely no publicity and that is the minions minions is a lesson in clowning comedy animation yeah. it's phenomenal it's one of the best films i've ever seen ever seen and um some of the crowds just if you google like minions review or whatever one of the first ones is some bloody idiot, saying uh, Minions lacks the heart of the Despicable Me stuff. Like, uh, implying uh, that they can't right. last the distance. Well, is that because it doesn't have the kids in it? No, it's ridiculous. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, Alright, fair enough. So it doesn't have cute kids. But the Minions themselves, it's about them, and they've got heart. Mm. And their little heart, the reason they're so good is that their hearts are hell-bent on um, but simultaneously looking after each other. Um, and also loving uh, an evil person. And so it's a twist on, on love. Quite, yeah, it is quite an original idea. I like the trailer for the film as it's well. It's absolutely like it amazing. And if you do watch the trailer, it's like, you know, a lot of trailers have all the jokes in it. Well, yeah. the trailer is a good example of the film because the speed at which the jokes come in the trailer mm-hmm. is the speed at which the jokes come in the film. And they are they are kept up at that speed for the entire film. Wow. So there you go. Add that to your box set of Despicable Me. Actually, quickly on that point, uh, one of my favourite animated films ever was uh, How to Train Your Dragon. It's yeah. brilliant, isn't Phenomenal. It? Did you what see that at the cinema? Yes. And that's, In and, 3D. Now, that's a great example, right? People don't get it because I go to the cinema a lot. There is a huge difference between watching certain films at the cinema and on on a TV screen. Yeah. Huge. And How to Train Your Dragon, the mm. flying scene in that. Stunning. Yes, that looks amazing Loves on TV. Way. But when you're in the cinema, like you almost cry because you feel like you are flying. And, and it's, mm. it's amazing. The same was true of uh, Frozen, which was like 
you know, it was, it was, it's a fun film to watch. It's good for the kids, all of that. The animation that's involved in that film, Impressive. when you sit and watch it on the big screen, is phenomenal. Well, actually, it's interesting you should say that because How to Train Your Dragon have got a new TV series on Netflix, and it's meant mm. to be really good. I've heard amazing things about it. That's just come out on Netflix. It might be worth can it. Can you say as well, if you can get it, on the BBC iPlayer still, and I'm not sure you can, I, this kind of classes as a box set, a digital box set, because there were two mm. two episodes. It's Richard Dimbleby on the a BBC and how the BBC um, sort of developed, survived, thrived, got attacked through the Second World War. Oh. It's really good. So have a look, Richard Dimbleby. Second World War, BBC. Search that and you'll find it eventually. And it's it's just a really fascinating... If you want to l- know anything about how broadcasting worked in line with the Second World War, it's brilliant. All right, look. One more thing, oh, yeah. very quickly. True Detective Season 2 started. I'd love to know people's thoughts on Season 2. If you tell me at the studio at theboxsetpod.com. First of all... The theme tune. I'd love to know what people think of the theme theme tune. To Can you say two. the best theme tune to any any yeah. box set is the affair? Oh really? You like that one a lot, do you? By um, oh, Fiona, Apple. Fiona Apple. Do you like that one a lot? Do Absolutely you? love Kimmy it. Kimmy Schmidt's theme tune is my favorite. I mean, that's amazing. So, but um, but I'd like to know what people think of the True Detective new because I don't like it that much. I thought it was a bit. It's a I bit just fast naff. forward the theme tunes. Do you? And Orange is the New Black has already always done my head in that theme tune. Oh, really? The that's, animals, that's by Regina Spencer. Animals. Isn't it? I don't care that it's by I Regina. Quite like it. It's 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 so loud, and it's so much louder than flipping um, everything else. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. The audio is really yeah, quiet. Yeah, it's, yeah oh. they need to get the mix right. Get your mix right. Uh, but lastly, I do want to mention about True Detective. I want to know what people think of Vince Vaughn in it because I'm struggling a bit with Vince Vaughn as a serious ah, actor at times. He's fine. He's, I struggle a little bit with him. I'm loving Colin Farrell's moustache. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Do you think it's, it's living up to the expectation of season one? It's obviously difficult because season one was amazing. You had McConaughey and Harrelson going out and in the car. Yeah. And this time it's a little bit slower the pace. But I feel like it's going to be good. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be really good. So what do you think? True Detective Season 2, studio at theboxsetpod.com. Or anything else. As usual, it's all about the recommends. It's all about us putting, getting your recommendations and then putting it through a certain filter that we can't quite describe. So let us know your recommendations. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Kevin, I believe, is going to flash up any second on our little screen. Live from London, where he's doing a series of interviews. The interview will begin now, Kevin. Are you ready for this? Yes. I'm, are you I sure? mean, I say I am. No, maybe I'm not. Are you, are, you ready for this? are you sitting down? Just have an open mind ready for this. Okay. Yeah. Ready? All right. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Bug Set Pod. Kevin McGill from Glee. How are these? Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, Kev. That was so nice. Thanks, Kev. I feel I like I can call you Kev. There's more people There's more people clapping, but you can't hear them. I, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. There's at least a person and a half more. <laughs> at least. Someone smiled. That counts for something. <laughs> what a pleasure to talk to you. Likewise. I, I am a huge Glee fan, Kevin. Really? I know you are a huge box set pod fan. Um, how, oh, yeah. How to watch the Glee live. I, I, I came to work. We'll get on to that, right? So... so <laughs> 
<laughs> we haven't got long, so let's stick to the questions. What an experience, Glee. You don't have to tell me what it's like to come from nothing to being an international superstar, but how hard is it for you? If Realistically, if we did an experiment now where you had to walk down any street in America, how far do you think you would get? How many steps before someone went, are you that guy? I might get all the way to wherever I'm going. Really? <laughs> Does that happen outside of LA? LA, you can kind of get away with it and go anywhere because people are just used to seeing people who are on TV and in movies and things. But uh, I don't know. I, I look a bit different from the character. People, mm-hmm. if anything, people might do a double take and they've by the time they've figured it out, I'm gone. You know, because they're like, well, he doesn't. I don't have glasses. My hair's different. I'm walking. <laughs> You, you would think people would be able to figure it out, but they don't. Uh, have you perfected a, a nimble tread? Or as soon as you see them doing the double take, you just sort of swerve down behind some bins? <laughs> no, I don't mind it. I, I really don't mind when people come up and say anything. You know, it's nice that people like the show. It kept me employed for six years. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not mad at I it. I mean, did it feel like a show that it was going to be? Did, did, was there a feeling of this is going to be big? It's going to be big, this? Oh, no, I, no, I had no idea. And maybe I was just naive and had no idea what I was doing, which is probably the case. But <laughs> I, I don't think you could predict that would work. That had never worked before. No, no. And so we were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, hoping <laughs> other people would like it. We liked it and enjoyed doing it and thought it was funny. And <laughs> yeah. luckily... Some other people did as well. But it's just, that, that's the thing, I think. It's misunderstood in some ways from the snobby end of things in that it's it's a comedy. Yeah. Like, it's a really funny, well-played comedy. Uh, but also, it's super talented people. So I came to watch Glee live in Manchester with my fiancé then, and I, I came to it fairly cynically, not because I'd, I'd watched the TV series, but I thought that the event was going to be uh, deafening like a One Direction concert oh, and yes. perhaps as impressive for, for me in terms of performance. And <laughs> and it was as that deafening, but it was one of the best... I mean, honestly, it's up there with... It's probably the best thing that I've ever seen live on the grade of performance. You know, the, the talent that exists in that group. Howell cried. Really? I, Look at that. Oh, my God. I did. I cried. It's amazing. What show did you... Did you come to the show where the lights wouldn't go off? I can't remember. We had two shows in Manchester, and the whole tour, we had done, let's see, how many shows have we had done? We had done like 35 shows or something before we came to the UK, and everything had gone perfectly. We get Our first show in the UK was in Manchester, we one of two shows in Manchester, and the lights wouldn't turn off in the arena. And we're like, are you kidding me? And the arena was so hot. It was in the middle of June, and the lights wouldn't go off, and people were just standing there, and the five of us who start the show on the set, on stage, we were all talking to each other like, what? What the hell is happening? <laughs> or like somebody, and then we, you know, we had people talking in our ear, like, okay, the, like the, the whatever, to turn off all the lights was broken, so they're gonna have to go around the entire arena on the ceiling and turn out each light. You kidding? Like, oh my so it was god, like the house lights were still. <laughs> up. Yes, the house lights would not go out. <laughs> no. And no, let me tell you, I, the darker I, it is, the better I look. So I needed those house lights to be off. The good news is I wasn't at that one. I was okay, the, good. Obviously, the successful one, which yeah, it, that was the next. Yeah, you came to the second one where we we had it together. 
It's such an amazing, and the older I get, the happier I am. When when you see a group of people together, all happy, it has an overwhelming effect on you. <laughs> you know, and, and it, that, that's why it's so emotional. To I've watch always it. wanted to be in an a cappella band. To tell you the truth, okay, you know, I'd love to be the, late. the deep bass, the deep bass line. But <laughs> the um, truth comes out. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, not too late. You can do it. Well, this is the thing I wanted to ask you about. So, you know, so you've probably seen a lot of celebrity singing in your, in TV shows and films that you've done and stuff like that. So, who, you know, is there a worse performance? than Pierce Brosnan's in Mamma Mia that you've seen. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Don't hold back, Kev. Don't um, hold back. Come on. Oh, they can no. take it. They you got paid a lot for it. You can't make me... They got paid I mean, we're, a lot. We're talking Russell Crowe bad. We're talking in <laughs> yes, the actually, Russell Crowe. Right, That's look, who you were thinking, wasn't it? <laughs> let me just... He's not saying no. Let me, let me preface this. It's Russell Crowe. Look, my favorite movie ever is Gladiator. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I think yeah. Russell Crowe is the, like one of the greatest actors ever. <laughs> that being said, he can't sing. Yeah. He cannot sing. Oh dare, oh dare you will find me. Yeah. Oh, we had a we had a a good running joke with the doing impressions. <laughs> I glee for a while of that, actually. Uh, so listen, you did a new oh, film. Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot about Russell Crowe in that. Now you just brought back all That's those great. flashbacks. This is great. This is great. Oh. So so you're doing a new film. Yes. In a sentence. This seems... Uh, can I ask? I mean, yeah. is it... It, it seems awesome. I am going to love this film. And it looks a lot like... It's like a sports movie, but for a choir, right? It is. It has that... That sort of feeling where you find an underdog and then... Yes, a bit like Whiplash was for jazz. Yes, a bit this, like that, yeah. But this is more of a choir. And not quite as dark as Whiplash. <laughs> no. <laughs> what an amazing cast. Yeah. And, and uh, what's it like and, and why should we watch it? Uh, well, you did a perfect analogy. It is a bit like a sports film where this kid who has come from nothing but has a really special gift um, is put in this school where... It's super, super competitive, and these kids work their butts off to be the best, and he has to, and he's untrained and unprepared and is thrown into this world, and against all odds has to try to make something of himself, and through the teachers, did you say one sentence, because this is a very long run-on sentence. That's a very long sentence. I'd be honest, I fell asleep. I mean, it's a chapter, really. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're explaining it well. It's 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 something like that, and then he gets into the school, and we gotta, us as the teachers, gotta, you know... And an amazing cast. opportunity. So you've got Dustin Hoffman, you've got Eddie Izzard you've in there. You've got Kathy Bates in yes. there. Uh, who else was there in there? Is it, is My ex amazing? was in a film with Dustin Hoffman uh, in Finding Neverland, and she really enjoyed working oh. with him. But he, he Apparently flirt- he's a right flirt. He flirted with her so badly. Is he a total rock and roll star on set? He's he incredible. chat up women all the he's, time? I don't know. We weren't really around. We had a bunch of children... <laughs> Or right, on oh, set, and yeah. it was <laughs> inappropriate. And it was like me and Kathy Bates, and he wasn't hitting on either of us. So. <laughs> but we did talk about Finding Neverland because that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, and really? Then, and then it was, I was sitting with, I just like that I can say this. This feels very weird. Yes, I was is. sitting with Dustin Hoffman and Kathy Bates. And <laughs> like, how, in what world did I end up with them? Um, <laughs> and Kathy was saying how much she loved. Uh, Finding Neverland, and I turned. I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot he was in it." Yeah, <laughs> and like, I was obsessed. I've seen the movie so many times. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times, but your face never imprinted but I on just my don't memory. Re- your performance did not stick <laughs> in my mind, and and so he called up the director, who didn't answer. But he put Kathy on the phone, and Kathy's saying, "Obviously, he knows who Kathy Bates is." Yeah, and then he's like, and puts me on the phone, 
And I was like, sir, I know you don't know who I am. Like, Dustin, don't put me on the phone with this guy. Like, he has no idea who I am. Like, but he's like, you have to hire both of them. I was like, just make sure you say my full name. So you can like, Google it later. Did, so did Dustin give you any sage advice, any wisdom? Uh, it wasn't anything direct, but just being around him was, I just felt like an acting class and realized I don't know how to act. <laughs> he yeah. said, Kevin, learn the smell of every female perfume. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, you know, the other thing is, too, is that he is also well-versed in, like, classic piano. Oh, wow. And so it's not just acting. He knows everything. So he's doing this movie, and we're doing this movie, and he plays the piano in the movie a bit. And then he and the director go on this tangent about classic pianists, and it's like, I am... So ill-prepared for this. Kevin, we have to wrap up. I know that we're about to be told to wrap up. So, okay. um, final question. We always ask our guests, do you have much time to watch box sets? And if so, what are your favourite TV series at the moment? Ooh. Can it still currently be on? Yes. Is that Anything. Anything. Oh. No rules. I mean, is it cliche to say House of Cards? Not no. at all. It's what? a brilliant oh. show. Uh, last time I was in London, actually, I was shooting the show I'm doing out here, and... I could have been out. It was actually really nice weather for the time of year. But I stayed in my hotel room with the curtains drawn for three days straight and didn't speak to anyone and just ordered room service and sat and watched House of Cards and emerged feeling terrible about myself. Well, that, sounds like also a, great. that sounds like a deep depression you're going through there. <laughs> but it, I felt like I deserved a medal after it because, like, you guys don't know what you're missing. Yeah, it's amazing. Have you, so have you finished the whole three series? Then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what yeah. What a weird marriage, but what a show. I mean, I feel like those marriages... Are much more common than we think they are. I, yeah, I feel like that's probably, probably a Bill and Hillary situation. <laughs> <laughs> they're better together. They don't make any sense, but they're better together. That's correct. <laughs> Kevin, thank you very much. Will you do us a favor? Will you tweet us? Oh, yeah, of course. Right, if you've got your phone there, write it down. You'll be on next week. The box set pod. Oh, the box. I got it. I got okay, you. Great. If you do that, you'll be changing lives. You'll be yeah, making you dreams come true <laughs> yeah. with your 1.4 million followers. <laughs> I, th- I feel like 1.3 of them forgot that they followed me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what well, a pleasure to talk to you. And if you ever want to come on again, let us know. It'd be great oh, to talk to you for longer. You thank much. you, Kevin. Bye. Bye. See you. See you. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.